Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. My title today of The Extra Mile is Choosing the High Road. Choosing the High Road. The High Road, when you say that, you're just basically saying that you're going to choose to do the honorable thing in a situation, even if others aren't. And I want to share a scripture with you out of 1 Corinthians 6, 7. Wouldn't it be better to accept the fact that someone is trying to cheat and take advantage of you and simply choose the high road? Now, I know that in this day and age, for sure, we have got crazy corruption happening all around us. I mean, have any of you ever had an experience with a scammer? They call them scam artists because, oh my goodness, they have, are creative and crazy. And I had something happen to me the other day, and I had a scammer try to call me and try to, to you know, get my information and everything. And I got so angry at it. I thought, this is definitely someone trying to take advantage of people. I don't understand how they live with themselves because they're stealing from elderly people, they're stealing a lot of money, and they're doing it however they can. And I'm thinking, even in that, I'm like, here we see the Bible says, those that want to cheat and take advantage of us, that's happening all around us. Um, the Bible even says our enemy, Satan, it says, he makes due use of opportunities to take advantage of us. And he's... he's, he's wanting always to attack the people that God's, God loves, God's people. Um, so in a time when corruption is in the world, it's very important that we don't live of the world, but we live by the word. And so that's what we have to look to today is just the word of God. And as I begin to open the word of God to you and the scriptures share with you, I just would like to start with praying. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you to bring light to your word. And Lord, I ask you to touch hearts. Let your words come forth out of my mouth today. I thank you, Lord. What you want me to speak, you will speak. And I, I thank you, Lord. You know what every person here needs to hear. You know what every person online watching needs to receive today. So Lord, we thank you that your words are life. They are life and they are light to us, God. We honor you. We thank you for what you want to deposit in us today, what you want to change in us today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, talking about the extra mile, Jesus went beyond the extra mile for us because he took our punishment. You know, sin is rampant all around us, and yet there's, there's a punishment for sin. The Bible says the punishment of, for sin is death. Yet Jesus took our place. He died for us. He took our place. He took our sins upon him on the cross. And when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, when we say, help, Lord, I need you, Jesus. I need you to be in my life. I need you to forgive me for my sins. And I need you to cleanse me. And I need you to make me new. And I want you in my life. I want to know you more and more. That's all it takes. Maybe you've never prayed that prayer. 
I pray that you will today, before you leave this room, that you will pray to know God, that you will pray to know the Lord. You'll know Jesus. So Jesus paid that price for us by taking our punishment, going to the cross. And Romans 3.23 says, everyone sinned. We've all sinned. We're all sinners. And I think what we have to realize is, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, Jesus forgiving us for our sins when we get saved, as we call it, or are born again. But it's not just about the sins that have already been committed. It's about the sins that are still to come. You know, sometimes I think people have a wrong concept of church people. Church people. I don't really like that. But, but they have a, a concept that I can't go to church because those church people, you know, they all live perfect lives or good lives or they don't understand sin. That's a lie. I just want to tell you, that's a lie. If you're watching today, live stream, don't believe that lie. We are all sinners. We still continue to sin, even with Jesus in our lives. We still continue to sin. We all fall short of his standard. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved. Nothing you did could ever earn salvation. For it was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. You know, I had to really learn. I, I, God had to work this out of me for many years because my early years of my foundation in, in Christ were in a church and going to a school that really, um, I'd say, lived a lot by the law. There was a lot of legalism. There was a lot of law there and rules, all about rules. Um, I love the expression I heard, rules, rela- rule, uh, rules without relationship is, breeds rebellion. And I think that's the whole thing. It was like there was something, you know, that, that it was all rules, 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 and I always felt like I could never measure up. But God tells us very clearly in Romans 5, 20 and 21, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So in in the law legalism that I was raised up in, what it was is we focused on the law and the rules and not on grace. And we're seeing that need for grace. We need God's grace. His grace is available. He understood already that we are sinners. And even though we give our lives to him, we're still going to have sin in our lives. Now, I'm not saying habitual patterns of sin that God just turns away and says, oh, my grace, my grace. No, it's called his grace is sufficient. His strength is made perfect when we're weak. So he gives us his grace and his power to rise up and overcome those patterns of sin. But let me tell you, I sinned a lot this year so far. I have. This building got on my last nerve. (laughs) 
it was quite a process we've been through this year. Of course, I went through four months of the mold issue at my house from the water leak and being displaced, really, and for a couple of those months and sick from it and all those things. It was challenging. And then this building, we're still believing for our CO. We're still. Life is a long journey. <laughs> and I have needed grace. I have needed his grace. But I, it used to be so much that I would just always think, I've just failed. I've just messed up. I'm just so unworthy. And I'd go through this and rehearse this in my mind. And some of you might be feeling that way today. You're feeling like, but you don't understand what I'm involved in. You don't understand what I've done or what I've been doing. You don't know. But God knows. And you're here. And he loves you. And he's happy you're here. Because he knows everything about you. And loves you anyway. And he has something wonderful for us. It's called forgiveness. He has forgiveness for us. And um, so I just want to, I just want to give you three steps today about choosing the high road. Number one, to choose the high road, we've got to be able to receive forgiveness. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you're a person that wants to beat yourself up when you do make a mistake. But that is human nature a lot. The people just mess up and they just want to just beat themselves up about it. They just put themselves under condemnation and guilt and this baggage that Jesus did not intend us to carry. Let me let you know something. Condemnation is not from the Lord. The Bible says very clearly, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, condemnation gives you no hope. It's condemning is why. Condemnation, condemning you, leaving you hopeless. But conviction of the Holy Spirit, conviction of your sins will bring you hope. Hope for change. Hope for that overcoming power. So there's something, though, about that blockage sometimes that we have trouble really receiving that forgiveness. Part of it is having to admit our failures. We have to face our sins. We have to face up to the fact that uh, I messed up. God, I'm wrong in this. God, I, I, I admit it. And that's the first step that it takes to receive forgiveness. And then not to beat ourselves up and feel so unworthy. And also realize sin separates. See, sin separates you. Sin separates you and wants you to just hide. Just like when Adam and Eve sinned. Remember what happened? They went to hide themselves from God. And that's what will happen. Sin separates you from that, from where you feel like you can't approach God. And that's where it's so good that the Bible says that we can go to him boldly to his throne of grace and obtain mercy in the time when we need it. So thankful for that. So sin separates us though. And that's why so many people, like I said, want to stay away from the house of God. They want to stay away from other Christians. They want to stay away from church because they're hiding because of sin in their lives. And God, just like my husband's been speaking to us this month, God wants it and designed the Christian life was meant to be shared with community. It's meant to be lived with community. So, 
I just encourage you today, nev- God never gives up on you. And, and, you know, again, you can think you're too far gone, but you're not. You're not too far gone. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you murdered somebody. I don't care if you've committed the most horrible sins that you can imagine, disgusting, whatever it is. It's not too, you're not too far gone. He says that his love towards us is so great. He, while we were still sinful, while we're in sin, he died for us. Again, he knows us. Do you know he knows you better than you know yourself? <laughs> and he still loves us. Hallelujah for that. So the hardest thing sometimes is for people just to receive that forgiveness. It's all it takes. is it's, it's a gift to you. You just receive that grace. And I just want to pray with you right now. We're going to stop right here and just pray right now. If you're having trouble just receiving that from the Lord. Lord, I just pray for anyone right here who's felt unworthy and, and has not been able to just come to grips with the sin in their lives and the areas that they need forgiveness. I come against the lies the enemy has brought to their minds to make them feel like it doesn't do any good. It's not going to help. But Lord, we know the truth that your forgiveness is available to us. We just have to reach out and take it. And Lord, I pray that there's some freedom in hearts in this room today freedom to their hearts, Lord, where they've been carrying this guilt and condemnation, feeling like they'll never measure up or never be good enough. Lord, we know that we never will. Your word tells us this. But Lord, by your grace, by your grace, we are saved through faith in you, Lord, not of works. Thank you, Lord, today for that comfort just goes, your love that just pours out on those that need it today. In Jesus' name. You know, it's, it, there's just a, that's a big part. We've got to be able to receive that forgiveness so that we can do step two. And step two is so that we can forgive others. Because if you've experienced that, the Bible says, he who's been forgiven much loves much. And we've experienced that forgiveness and we're able to release it to other people. Now, forgiving others, you can get into a whole mess here of, well, wait a minute, you don't know what's been done to me. You don't know how people treated me. You don't know what happened. Let me say again, God knows. He knows it all. And he says, forgive. He actually says, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your father withholds forgiveness from you. That's strong. That's scary. So you need to make sure your heart stays clear. You know, forgiveness is not a human thing. It's supernatural. It only comes by God working in your heart. But it starts with you making that choice. Choose the high road that you're going to forgive other people. You're going to forgive those things that have happened to you. And when you make that choice, God begins to work and change your heart. He really does. He'll heal. He restores. And, and, um, it's, and really, besides that, if you're going to hold on to things, it only hurts you. It doesn't hurt the other person that's wronged you. 
It hurts you. It destroys your life. So you talk about going the extra mile. This is where the Lord of God tells us to go the extra mile. And that is in Matthew 5 and verse 44. However I say to you, love your enemy. Bless the one who curses you. How about this, the extra mile? Do something wonderful for the one who hates you. And, and, and there's more. <laughs> Respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. And even if you have to go and say, I'm praying for you. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It's like God says, don't just forgive them. The other things to do to keep that forgiveness going in your heart. To keep your heart clear so that you can live a full life and be blessed and not have these hurts and wounds. Because if you take these first two steps, then you can go to step three, which is to guard yourself from offenses. Guard yourself, guard your heart, keep your heart free from offenses. Because guess what? You can say, well, I've never been offended. Wow. I really like to talk to you after church. <laughs> Because every single person has the opportunity to be offended. Every single person goes through it. And I'm not just saying that, and you don't just know that, but God tells us that. He said offenses are going to come. They must come. They're going to come. But it's, what are offenses? It's an opportunity to be hurt. It's an opportunity to be betrayed, to be let down, disappointed. But when these things happen, how will you respond? That's the key. When they come, because they're coming, how are you going to respond? How do you guard your heart? Are you going to take the high road? See, a fence, think about fence. You're fencing in your hurts, your wounds. You're holding on to it. Um, and, and, and this is what happens. If you don't go to you know, forgiving, it becomes where you carry a grudge. You end up carrying a grudge. And this is the crazy thing. So many times we think we're justified to carry that grudge. But it's a destructive thing. It turns into bitterness, and then the Bible says eventually it'll turn into hatred. Now, I want to tell you, this is even talking to Christians. This is, this is about Christians. This isn't talking about people who don't know the Lord yet. This is talking to God's people. God's people... And the word says, in the last days, many will be offended. Many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. And then their love will grow cold. And the Bible goes on to say, even those that were once passionate for God, there it is, they were once passionate for God, will turn away from him. Why? Because they've held a grudge, because they've held on to an offense, and it's turned into bitterness, and it's destroyed their lives. Because bitterness is an evil root. And the thing is, you can have bitter words that come out of your mouth, which shows it's in your heart. And you carry that bitterness against resentment against somebody, and you hold on to that grudge, and you think you're, you know, um, you're privy to it. You're, you're entitled to that. 
But you've got to guard your heart and you've got to give, give those offenses over to the Lord. Again, all I'm saying, this is supernatural. This is not something you can humanly do. You need God's help. Hebrews 12.15 says, watch over each other to make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace. And make sure no one lives with the root of bitterness sprouting within them, which will only cause trouble and poison the hearts of many. It is a poison that you're carrying in your body if you have that grudge, if you have that offense that you take on. It's very easy to go enter into the offenses of other people. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. You've got enough to deal with on your own. You don't need to go join up with somebody else's offense. Bitterness. It's like sowing seeds that, that come out that, that's poison. And if you get it on you, it tries to get inside of you as well. You've got to guard yourself against those offenses. Proverbs 19.11, my final verse for today. An understanding person demonstrates patience. For mercy means holding your tongue. <laughs> now, even if you have to do that to be patient and not to blurt out garbage, when you're insulted, be quick to forgive and forget. Be quick to forgive it and forget it. For you know you are virtuous when you overlook an offense. By God's help, we can overcome an offense. We have many opportunities all the time to carry those things around, but please see the destruction that they are to you. in your life that's tried to work in your heart that you would see and recognize it and that God would, would touch you and heal you heal those hurts and heal those wounds that it wouldn't be poison to you this is what I was starting to say I've seen it uh, over the years I've seen families destroyed from that root of bitterness I've seen offense take out people not just out of church but out of God I see people that have been to this church years ago and even maybe gone through our Bible school that want to post garbage online about how they hate God now. This works. This verse is warning us. They will even leave God. And I tell you what, the blood is off our hands. And God helped them. God helped them. Because the Bible also says once they turn on God, they may never be able to come back. And I say, God, have mercy on them that they can return to you, God, that they can be restored. Don't blatantly flaunt that you're an atheist. Don't blatantly flaunt that stuff because God is real and you don't want to mess with him. And your life is what's destroyed. Your life and others around you get destroyed. Because you want to hold on to that feeling, that hurt, that bitterness. And I'm talking years of stuff that people want to live in, that garbage. Be free. Be free today. 
right now. God, heal their hearts. Touch them, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I just thank you that your word works in our lives. Lord, that your word repairs. Your word answers questions. Lord, it heals our hurts and disappointments. Your word brings answers. Your word brings change, God. That's what I believe, for your word to go forth and change people's hearts and lives. Let their eyes be open. Let that deception come off of their, their minds, God. Those mind-blinding spirits, let them come off of them. And let them see the truth of your love, of your grace, of your forgiveness, God, available to them. And forgiveness available through them, Lord. That, that unforgiveness can be taken because of your blood and your word, your love for us, Lord. I just thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that you will not allow the enemy to steal from people. The people in this room today, I thank you, Lord. The enemy will not steal their love for you. I thank you, Lord, that they will stay free from bitterness right now Lord help them help them that are holding on to hurts right now Lord Lord just let them let go let them let go of that pain God Lord you said that we could exchange burdens with you and Lord some of us are carrying around deep pain that you know about and Lord I ask you to exchange that pain for healing and wholeness Lord, they need your touch. They need your touch, Lord. They need your love. They need your hope. Rescue, oh God, you rescue. I thank you that you rescue. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just receive that forgiveness and let that unforgiveness go right now in his presence. No, the great thing is we don't have to explain it. We don't have to talk about all the gory details because he knows. Just give it over to him. He's going to take care of you. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, 